together growing in faith, changing communities. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Today, dear friends, I'd like us to reflect on the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, verses 38 to 44. At that time, Jesus arose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was ill and with a fever. And they asked him about her. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever. And it left her, and immediately she rose and served them. Now when the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And the demons also came out of many crying, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went into the lonely place. And the people sought him and came to him and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. I love the, the beautiful attitude that Jesus has towards the sick. He comes into the house of Simon and he realizes that Simon's mother-in-law is not well. She has a fever. And immediately Jesus goes to her and he heals her. Immediately it reminds me of the gospel of John chapter 2. When Mary goes into the wedding at Cana. And when Mary gets into the house. She must have then walked around for her to realize that they have no wine. Or maybe they were not serving it. Or maybe she went into the serving station and it wasn't there. But the most important factor is that she realizes there's something wrong and she wants to fix it. So too with Jesus in this scenario. He comes into the house as a guest, but he realizes that the mother-in-law is not okay. And that disturbs him, that troubles him that pushes him to do something about it. How much more when he comes into your life, into my life? 
What will he change? What will he fix? What will he do differently? Yes, there's so much that he will be pleased about. There's so much that he will celebrate. There's so much that he will thank you for. But surely there are certain things that you would like him to, to do. You will want some sort of healing. That he possibly gives you closure. That he gives you some sort of direction. Some consolation and comfort. Some clarity. Some answers. Especially for those who are searching. I'm fascinated that when he gets to the house. He does something. And that influences my thinking that when he comes into our space, he will do something. He'll do something with our kids. He'll do something with our marriage. He will do something with our unemployment. He will do something with our poverty. He will do something with our health. He will do something with our temper. He will do something with whatever we are struggling with. I find consolation in those words. That he will come and he will do something. Then there is another element that touches me here. When she is healed, there are two reactions. The first one the mother-in-law gets up and starts serving. That's how she shows gratitude. Freely she has been given. Freely she gives. That's how she serves God. That's how she shows gratitude. But she's not the only one who's helped. When she is healed, others find courage to bring others who are sick. I like that word. They found courage to bring those who are sick. Don't ever want to be someone else. Be yourself. Be your true self. When you become your true self, when you succeed, you give others opportunity to be themselves, to strive, and to succeed. Because you are saying, without mentioning it, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to be unique. It's okay to be that which God wants for your life. The other element that I find absolutely beautiful is that even though Jesus has come to the house of Simon, he doesn't say, I'm only here to serve Simon and his family. He's open. 
is willing to listen to everyone else, is willing and available to heal all those who come to him. And immediately I'm reminded of the text in the Gospel of Matthew, come to me, all of you who labor and are overburdened, I will give you rest. Come to me. I will give you rest. The assurance, the assurance in that verse is powerful. The conviction of God's love. He says, come to me. I will give you rest. And so as they brought them, they were healed. As Jesus touched them, they were healed. And when he had finished, he says to Peter, I've got to go. And Peter cannot. And those around cannot let him go. They want to hold him. They want him to stay. Are they owning him? We cannot own God. He says, no, allow me to go. I was sent for a greater purpose. I need to preach the good news. There are others who also are outside of these cities. And that's something powerful. You know, sometimes we own God. We think God is Catholic. We think God is Lutheran. We think God is Anglican. We think God is Zionist. We think God is, is Presbyterian. No, he's not. God is not. He is that and beyond. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.